Hi, everybody. This is Ruta Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television with a full lineup of guests for your enjoyment this week. And we are not kidding when we say that. Working backwards, our second hour will feature a conversation with Louis Gossett Jr. Louis Gossett Jr., the Oscar-winning and Emmy Award-winning star of An Officer and a Gentleman, Roots, Enemy Mine, HBO's Watchmen, and countless other movie stage and TV roles. Lou has three movies coming out this month. We'll tell you all about them and more when Louis Gossett Jr. joins us in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. Our second hour will also feature part two of a conversation that began last week with Burt Ward. Burt Ward, the actor known around the world as Robin the Boy Wonder on Batman. January 2021 marks the 55th anniversary of the premiere of Batman on ABC. Burt will share a few memories of working with Adam West and more when he joins us in our second hour. I'll be able to stay tuned for that as well. Later on this hour, we will welcome back our friend James DeMont. James DeMont, one of the busiest and most versatile actors in movies and television today. James can be seen in the new Disney Plus movie, Safety. Plus, he'll tell us about a highly anticipated miniseries that will premiere sometime in 2021 on Amazon Prime Video. James DeMott will join us later on in this hour. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us via Zoom as we open up the program by welcoming back Mr. Hank Garrett. Hank Garrett, the actor that baby boomers around the world know as Officer Nicholson on Car 54. <laughs> Where are you? In the world of entertainment, there are few things, very few things, that Hank Garrett has not done. He was a professional wrestler once upon a time, plus he has written and performed stand-up comedy at various points throughout his career, including many benefits that support our disabled veterans as well as troubled youth. Besides Officer Nicholson on Car 54, Hank has played many other cops or detectives in movies and TV shows, including Harry and Tonto, The Boys Next Door, The Jazz Singer with Neil Diamond and Sir Lawrence Olivier, Paris with James Earl Jones, and Columbo with Peter Falk. Not only that, Hank was an actual police officer with the New York Police Department once upon a time, which is kind of ironic considering that Hank Garrett grew up dirt poor as a hooligan running roughshod in the toughest streets of Harlem, New York. By all accounts, Hank could have easily ended up dead or in prison before he was 13 years old, were it not for the intervention of several angels in his life, one of whom happened to be Sammy Davis Jr. It is all part of a remarkable but true story that we'll tell you more about in just a second. But first, Hank Garrett, welcome back to our program. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be back. Um, there are several takeaways I got from reading your book, Hank, one of which is, and this is especially throughout the first the first part of the book, you know, your early growing up years in Harlem, a pattern emerged, at least for me as I was reading the book. You were a tough kid at a, at a young age, and you had seen more life and more death before age 13 than many people do in a lifetime. And yet something, a lot of people saw something in you. And it was not just Sammy Davis Jr., but a lot of people saw something in you. 
that you were better than that kind of life and that you can make a difference in a lot of ways. When did you first realize you had that little extra something? Well, I started, actually, I started doing comedy on the street uh, only when I needed to. And that's when I was in the middle of a, when I was surrounded by a gang that were about to beat me to a pulp. And I started doing things, uh, saying things that kind of made them halt and started to laugh. And I remember one incident where I, they were really out to just do me in. And uh, I, I kept saying, are you sure you've got the right guy? And there's so many of us out on that street that look alike. And uh, they, they kind of stopped. And they said, is this the guy that's supposed to be so bad? <laughs> Man, he's not bad. He's funny. Yeah. And so it worked. <laughs> that a couple of times. It worked a couple of times. I understand that when you were a little kid, you, you, you first started, I mean, in addition to just thinking, you know, being quick-witted, thinking on your feet and using humor to get yourself out of getting beat up or other trouble situations, you started writing when you were a little kid, and I understand you sold your first joke at age 12. Yes, to uh, the Eddie Cantor show. Oh, my God. The only form of entertainment we had at home is either counting cockroaches or uh, listening to the radio. <laughs> Do you remember what the joke was that you sold? Oh, God, yes. So the guy was uh, in the military, he was in the Navy, and he was uh, on a ship. And uh, the captain was sending him up to the crow's nest. And he said, you would look out for enemy submarines. If you see an enemy submarine, you yell, there's an enemy submarine off the starboard bow. He said, but keep in mind, each torpedo that we fire costs $50,000. And he says, yes, sir. And he gets up in the crow's nest, and they're out at sea, and suddenly he sees an enemy submarine, and he yells, there's an enemy submarine off the starboard bow. Fire torpedo number one. Nothing happens. He's waiting. Nothing. He screams a little louder. There's an enemy submarine off the starboard bow. Fire torpedo number one. Again, nothing. Now he's screaming at the top of his voice. There's an enemy submarine off the starboard bow. Fire torpedo number one. Look, I'll pay for it. <laughs> 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 when you perform stand-up and, and when, you were, when you wrote your own material, do you start with a punchline and work backwards, or does it depend on what your routine is? Well, I had the good fortune of meeting a gentleman by the name of Pepper Davis, who was a part of a comedy team, Pepper Davis and Tony Reese. Uh, I was working, with, I finally got a couple of little dates up in the Catskills, and uh, met him after a show, and he was in the audience, which is strange. Uh, and he said, would you, look, uh, I have material that I, I used to perform when I was doing a single, working by myself. I would love to give it to you. 
And if you don't mind, just a couple of notes. And he gave me a bunch of material that he had used, and it really got me started. Uh, and he, he actually told me how to perform each joke if there was performance needed other than just standing there and spewing. And uh, he, he was amazing. We became very good friends and, and uh, until he, his past. And then I ran into, while I was working, uh, Carl Ballantyne. Amazing, we've known as the amazing Mr. Ballantyne. Mm -hmm. He was a comedy magician. And so he was just, I've been so fortunate in life. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And we're very fortunate to spend a few minutes talking to Hank Garrett. Hank Garrett, the actor known around the world as Officer Nicholson on Car 54, where are you, as well as many other movies and TV shows. Hank's memoir, From Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavyweight, is available through Britain Publishing. You can also find it at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You can follow Hank Garrett on Facebook. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Tony? You mentioned Carl Ballantyne, and I remember he was in the Christmas episode of Car 54, Where Are You? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I thought that episode, first of all, had a lot of heart. And what I, find, what I found really funny when I saw it a few years ago, so much of the themes are relevant today as to, you know, how the police are perceived. Because, you know, I, I remember Fred Wynn did a, a song about the policeman's life. Uh, but also, I thought one of the funniest moments was the bit that you and Al Lewis did uh, with that with that torch, you know, having having an argument over, you know, the brotherhood and, and all. It was just a very funny routine between the two of you. And it, 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 to kind of break it down, it was basically the policeman's variety Christmas show, uh, which I thought I thought it were really it was so beautifully done, and then it ended with everyone having to go back to work. <laughs> I remember with the torch, we're following, we're leaving, and we're still arguing about the correct wordage. On oh my God, yes, thank you so much. Al and I argued all the time, on camera and off. Wow. He, he, like so many of the people you introduce us to, Hank, in from Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavyweight, Al Lewis, like so many of the characters you introduce us to in your memoir, he was a real, he was not only a real character, he was a real New York character. Oh, yes. Uh, we lived a few blocks away from each other, but we could not be friends because we were always arguing. <laughs> it was amazing. We, we did an autograph show together. We had different uh, tables. And Al said, uh, <laughs> when people came over and it was a group, he said, all right, don't stand too close to me. You're driving me crazy. And he would move these people. <laughs> he came there to buy autograph pictures from you, Al. Yeah, but who needs it? If you didn't need it, why are you here? Don't start, Hank. Okay, okay. So I went back to my table, 
and he'd say, and he'd come over and say, how you doing? I said, it's very good. Thank you so much, Al. Well, send some of them damn people over to my table. I said, you had a ton of people. You got, you shooed them away. What are you starting with me? I said, okay, excuse me, Al. There's uh, somebody who wants to buy a picture. Oh, it's more important for you to sell a picture than to talk to me? Al, <laughs> I'm raising funds for disabled American veterans and the wounded warriors. That's what I do. Oh, oh, this is a big savior over here. All right, if people just want to buy a picture without having to go to terms about sending money, to send them over to me. I said, we'll do, Al. Thank you. Uh-huh. As he stormed away. So that, that was Al Lewis and I as partners on the show. It was the same situation. We should mention that Hank Garrett is also an accomplished voice artist. You've heard his voice on many animated series. And, and as he just demonstrated, he does a dead-on Al Lewis. When did you first realize you had a bag of voices in you, Hank? listen as a kid when I was home uh, to radio and I heard there was a show called Can You Top This and they had joke tellers and then I there was one guy who did specialized in doing dialect and so I copied what he did and then I had the very good fortune I snuck in to rehearsal of the Sid Caesar show and I was—I actually climbed the back stairs uh, outside, climbed the uh, fire escape. I went over the roof and into the audience, and I sat. There was no one in the audience. It was rehearsal. And I sat at the very last seat. And at one point, I laughed out loud. And Sid Caesar yelled, Who's up there? And I, I stood up, and he said, you, come on down here. He saw I, I was a kid. And I came down, and he said, you sit right here. I was in the first seat in the audience. He said, you only laugh when I tell funny stuff, not them. <laughs> so I sat there, and I was listening to him do the dialects. And he taught me to do a lot of the dialects. I wound up, years later, I was appearing at the, it was either the Copa or the Sands, and a gentleman from England was in the audience. I was Tony Bennett's opening act for four years. And he saw me do some stuff, some dialect stuff, and said, would you be interested in going to London to do the David Frost show called That Was the Week That Was? And I went, wow. He said, they need someone who can do dialectic gibberish, which Sid taught me to do. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. Oh, yeah, it'd be wonderful. Well, next thing I know, I was with being handled by the William Morris Agency. They worked a deal. I flew to London, and I was doing, that was the week that was. I was there for a year and a half. 
And each time David would introduce me, he would introduce the character that I did, and I would do this dialectic gibberish on an interview. And then he would translate what I was saying. And uh, it, would, it was amazing, amazing time of my life. I was a Chinese delivery man. I was an Italian opera star, uh, just on and on and on and on. And uh, boy, but being out of the country for a year and a half when I came back, it was like starting all over again. But it was an, a year and a half of absolute amazing, amazing times. And Hank talks about the year and a half when he worked with David Frost and all sorts of other stories about his life and career in his memoir, From Harlem Hoodlum to Hollywood Heavyweight, which is available through Britain Publishing. You can also find it Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You can follow Hank Garrett on Facebook. Donna? I, yeah, I hey, first of all, I love the title of the book, and I'm thinking about you... And I'm curious, what was your first professional acting job? Wow. Yes, that was a club in the Bronx, a place called the Silver Edge. And I said that was the description of a stiletto. It was that <laughs> place. And a lot of people that kind of knew me from the street showed up. And it was amazing, amazing, amazing. Everything, I, I wrote special material for the neighborhood that only they would know about. And next thing I know, uh, I'm a manager, said, uh, I'd love to handle you, and uh, on and on and on. And it, it was Tony Bennett's manager. And wow. for guessing less than a year, I was working with Tony Bennett. That's amazing. So, uh, wow. But it, it gained a reputation as, uh, as a comedian. And at one point, uh, now the funny thing was I, I was wrestling at when I was 16. And I was going to turn pro, but I couldn't because of my age. So they had a rig a phony birth certificate listing me as 10 years older so I could get my license. Now, I wrestled as Hank Daniels, the Minnesota farm boy. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the name they gave me. And I said, well, I've never been to Minnesota and I never saw a farm. <laughs> they said, just worry about that. So <laughs> here I am. They dyed my hair blonde and I became the Minnesota farm boy. That was the beginnings. That, that was the beginnings. Hank Garrett is on the line with us. Hank Garrett, actor, voice artist, stand-up comedian, one-time professional wrestler, and a storyteller par excellence. We'll talk some more with Hank Garrett when we come back here on TV Confidential. Attention, this important consumer alert is brought to you by the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline. Did you know it's possible to receive upfront money in one large payment from your Structured Settlement? Yes, you can. If you're receiving a Structured Settlement spread out over time and you want to access your money today, call us. It's your future cash. Why not put it in your hands today? 
Don't wait any longer. This is the best solution if you need money to pay your bills or even help a family member who's been affected during this global time of crisis. Everyone needs a little money right now, and our hotline is here for you. If you have a structured settlement where you're getting money spread out over time and you want it faster, call now. This simple 10-minute call can get your money now. The call is free and it costs you nothing. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. 800-965-7987. That's 800-965-7987. Story Salon is Los Angeles's longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon gemstones of narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to atvaudio.com. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.